0: so therefore in a constant state of fear. Very few. and so uh, the Word, God's Word, really these saying, no, this is nothing new whatsoever. I want you to consider one thought before we get into the message. I just keep going over and over in my mind. I I watch the news, and I'm not telling you to quit watching them. Only that you take it with a grain of salt. And remember, they love to sensationalize. This is how they get their ratings up. But think about this. Absolutely nothing else is being reported right now other than the things that have happened in New York and Washington. Absolutely nothing else is being reported. What did they report? What they were they reporting before? Must not have been important. Think about that. There, nothing else is being reported. Apparently, we can live without whatever it is they're saying, right? And not knowing anything about it, we can, apparently we can live without it. What I'm telling you to do, though, is take grain of salt, quit believing everything that this world is telling you. Certainly quit stop hearing. Stop fearing. Fear God who worketh all things. No arrow, no anybody is doing anything but what God Almighty is directing. We've read this over and over again. God is the one who killeth and maketh alive. He said that, in Deuteronomy 32, 39. He said, I don't wound and I heal. He said in Isaiah 45, 7, he's the one who creates peace and creates heal. Maketh peace and creates heal. Fear God, and you'll not fear anything or anyone else. Psalm 25 uh, 12 says this, The man that feareth the Lord, his soul shall dwell at ease. The one who fears the Lord, don't fear the circumstances. Don't fear the means. Fear him who causes the circumstances and who uses the means. Our Lord said that one time. He said, don't fear Satan who may kill or may use him or whatever, but fear him destroy both soul and body in hell. Fear God. Fear Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. Believe Him, and you'll be free from all other fears. Relative. All right, let's look at Psalm 91. All right, let's look at this psalm. It says in verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, shall dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. What is this? Is this some place that nobody knows about If you can find it? You can make your journey there and find this place, this secret little dwelling place. If you can find it there, you'll find this what the secret place the scripture is. scriptures uses this term, my own, doesn't Secret. Secret things, the law of the Lord. Uh, this mystery which has been kept hidden on the foundation of the world. Secret. Christ is the believer's dwelling place. And the reason is called me is this dwelling place of believers. Christ. It's the reason he's called a secret here is because he must be revealed. You see? Christ, this, this uh, covenant, uh, Psalm 25 also says that, that uh, he shall, let's turn over Psalm 25. I don't want to misquote Psalm 25 uses this term secret. Psalm 25, I've just quoted verses 12 and 13. It says, What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease. His seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them what is his secret. His covenant. His covenant. That's Christ. Christ is the head of the covenant. Secret place that we dwell in is in Christ Himself. It's a secret to most. He is a secret to most. And He must be revealed. If you're in Christ, now go back to Psalm 91. If you're in Christ, I say, you, you're under the shadow of the Almighty. See, God is spirit. He doesn't cast a shadow. But He did. He Took an image, he took upon him the form of man, flesh and blood. He cast a shadow, and there's still a man in glory, and uh, we're under his shadow, under his protection. We know he's there. Now it says here, we shall abide dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Now this is not just a name. Almighty. This is our hope. This is our God's name but also our hope. He is all. He has all might. Our Lord said it's all power. Now what we're talking about here is freedom from fear. He said all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. You remember when he was facing uh, Pilate, and Pilate said, I, don't you know I have power to kill you or release you or whatever? And you remember what the Lord said to him? You have no power at all except to be given in front of you. None whatsoever. Christ has all power, all might. No one has an ounce of might or power no one has any strength except it be given them to accomplish God's purpose. you believe that? This is more than a name. This is our hope. This is our freedom from fear. The Almighty, all power, all wise, all controlling, shadow. It uses the word shadow here as in shade. Shade is a comforting thing. And depending on what you're under as to what kind of shade you Rose, huge oak tree, old, giant, majestic oak tree, and heat of the summer day, you know, cast a large shadow, in It's very company. Shadow of the Almighty. Shadow of a fortress like a cave, you go back in for, in a storm. Verse 2. David is the writer, we believe, and he said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I come. What about you? What do you say? What do you say? David said it. This is David writing, And And uh, we know these things also apply to our Lord. His psalm is messianic, as all the scriptures are. For our couple, we're talking about Christ Himself to whom we resort. All right? I will say to the Lord, how about you? How about you, Dan? You say it with me? I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. Not the Pentagon. See how easily that can be destroyed. He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him will I trust. Take refuge in Him. His word. His, he is my fortress. I'll run to Him for help. Verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Who is this fowler? Snare of the fowler. Now this is, uh, uh, he's using this uh, analogy of a, a little chick or a little bird. A fowler, you know, is someone who captures birds in a net or a trap. And who is this fowler? Well, this is Satan. That's who that is. And our Lord shall deliver us from the snare, the pits, the uh, nets, the traps, the devices Paul talked about. Uh, crafty devices he talked about in Ephesians 6. Of the fowler who's in the business of trapping men in his nets, in his pits. Who's going to deliver us? Who shall deliver us? Paul said. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the Deliverer. He shall deliver thee. He has, hasn't he? He shall yet deliver thee. Paul said that, didn't he? He said, we trust in God who has delivered us and who doth deliver us and who will yet deliver (laughs) us. We have been delivered up to this point. We are being delivered right now as I speak, and we will yet be delivered until He comes. He shall deliver them. And from the noisome pestilence, everything's above, isn't it? Verse 4, read on. This is good. He's uh, using the analogy here of an eagle. Our Lord is likened unto to an eagle. He spreads his wings. Uh, if you want to read it for yourself sometime, I believe it's Deuteronomy 32, where he, he flutters and makes his nest. And, uh, just just watch on the, the learning channel, uh, eagles, and how what a majestic creature they are and what they do for their young. It's amazing. They're an amazing animal. Our Lord likens himself to an eagle. Verse 4, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. <laughs> he shall cover thee with his feathers, under his wing. Do you remember that story I told you about when we used to have chickens at our place? We had a bunch of chickens, and some of them were brewed. You know, they, they had little biddies. And uh, then one hen had a couple of biddies And I knew that he had them. And uh, and one day I went out to, uh, it was a storm is what it was, and I went out to to find her and her biddies to make sure they were in the house. And I found her. She had run up under some stuff out there around the pond. And uh, I found her, the mother. I knew wherever she was, the hen, uh, the the biddies was. And I found the mother, and I reached down and picked her up, I couldn't find her little chicks. And I looked everywhere, like that, and finally, they fell out from under her wings, <laughs> Both of them were <laughs> one under <other> each wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I immediately thought this, right here. Well, how does our Lord cover us with his wings? And you know our Lord said that. He said, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I've gathered thee, as the mother hand has gathered her. How does he cover us? How does he hide us? How does he protect us? Look at the next line. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Run to his truth. Run to his word. These are his wings. He's got two of them. Old and New Testament. <laughs> Run to his word. Hide yourself. Immerse yourself. Bury yourself in this book. And you'll find safety. You'll find help. When the storm going on, you'll not fear. You'll hide yourself in him. In his truth. Christ. And this is as it speaks of Christ. His truth. You think about it. It says, His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. You think about it. Years have come and gone, and every conceivable trouble known to man has happened. In our short lifetime, every conceivable trouble that can happen has happened. But this word right here, and people have tried to disprove this, tried and tried to disprove this, not one single. Word of God's word has been refuted by anybody at any time, and they're trying their best. Scientists, all these learned people, are trying their best to refute just one word. Jerry hasn't refuted one word. They haven't proved one word to be false. One prophecy not have come true. Not one word. It stands firm. It stands true. And when all of them are dead and gone, a new crop will rise up trying to refute it. But the word of God, forever, O oh Lord, thy word is said to heaven. This word is our abiding place. God's word is unchangeable, infallible, and this is our shield and our buckler. This is how a shield and a buckler are both for defense and for Taking the fight, somebody a shield wards off arrows, big grip, arrows, great big uh, pen of arrows. <laughs> a big shield, you know, is what you pinned off the swords and the flying arrows. And a buckler was a little shield they had on their wrist that they'd walk somebody upside the, the head with. You remember Braveheart and all those dudes? This is how you fight them too. The, the word. We're not just cowering down in defense. We're taking the word to... to the, uh, the uh, Verses 5 and 6, read on. Thou shalt not be afraid... for the, That is, if you say, The Lord is my fortress. If you say... If you believe He covered... The, if you believe His truth... It will be thy shield and butler, and you won't be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day. Verse 6, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. None of that needs comment, does it? This is so relevant now. Isn't this so relevant? And what we're faced with right now, terrorism. That's exactly what it said. Terror. You won't be afraid of terror. Or biological warfare. Pestilence. Pestilence. Should we be afraid? God says not to. Our God says no. Look at the next verse. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come by thee. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Let me read you something that's going to absolutely start with you. Alright? You may believe in your head, but you're going to believe in your heart after you hear this. Here's some Bible statistics that I looked up from the United States. Bible statistics. All right? You got last year, year 2000. Listen to this. In this country alone, just now, I'm just talking about this nation alone. Last year, 2.4, over 2.4 million people died in this country alone. Now listen to this. Every day, I mean, this has been a 24-hour period. Every day, 6,588 people die. Every day. 6,588. I didn't divide that up into the 24-hour period, but somebody just died. Somebody just died. 1,944 people die every day of a heart attack in this country alone. 1,511 people died of cancer every day in this country alone. 256 people die of automobile accident or some kind of accident around the home or in the car. 256 people every day. That's 10 every hour. 183. These are just some statistics. One hundred eighty-three people die a day of flu or pneumonia. Seventy-seven people kill themselves every day. Seventy-one people die of cirrhosis of the liver. That means they drink themselves to death every day, drinking to get quit worry about quit worrying about the fear. Forty-four people are killed, homicides, every day. Forty-four people. A thousand have fallen at thy side today. Ten thousand at thy right hand within a 36-hour period. Do you believe this? In my 46 short years, over 75 million people have died. say well, some believers have had it. who killed them. time, bounds set by God Almighty, and the instrument, the means which is going to kill us, whatever it is, an automobile, or it's a bomb that dropped from the sky, (laughs) whatever it is, God has ordained it, and we will die at that precise moment of that means which God sent, not a second earlier, not a second later. We're immortal until God Almighty is through us you believe that? Those statistics alone always make you stop and think. They're dying. People are dying like flies all around us. It hasn't come out us. Why? Because God's not proven us. Whatever the means of death, God has appointed them. It. It's time that believer dies of whatever. It's time for them to go and in fact, God was merciful to them. Isaiah 57 says that, that he spared them from the evil that is to come. I was talking to my father today, Brother Cecil Rose, in the hospital. He had another heart problem. He day 81 years old. and uh, uh, I called him. But uh, Dad said, he, he's ready to go. He wants to leave. He doesn't want to get away The Lord has spared him 81 years now. He's been such a role model. Uh, he's the one, Brother Cecil's the one. Some of you may have heard that tape by him where he was a fighter pilot in World War II. Flew, I forget how many missions, sorties they call them, you know, like we see these. But back then, they didn't have stealth fighters and all that. You know, they flew into the fire. Or they were just being rained on bullets and all that. And he came back one time, Brother Henry, from one of those and counted how they both hold Hundreds of my bullet holes in his plane. He, he, he's he Thousands said he won. thousands shall fall thy side. Ten thousand of thy right hand. It will not come nigh thee. Now our Lord we you know we are like our Lord. Our Lord said, No man thinketh my life like to You know that no man takes our life from us. Either. The Lord kills. The Lord kills. Now we worry about our loved ones. We do. I worry about that daughter of mine more than I don't worry about myself. I worry about her. And I'll be honest with you. I work. Wake up sometimes worrying. You, you parents, you do it too. But still, we must commit them to our Lord. We must trust Him to take care of them too, right? And commit our fears to Him. That our God in wisdom will take care of them, will do right by them. The judge of the earth is going to do right. Turn with me to 2 Kings 6. Let me just illustrate this. 2 Kings 6. This, <laughs> Sam, this may be your favorite story. <coughs> he read first. Kings uh, Kings, and uh, this may be it after, after you read this. Second Kings 6, Elijah, the prophet, let me just tell you what this is about, this story. Go back and read it yourself, the whole thing. Syria was an evil Arabic nation, was after Israel, Syria. Now I'm not making any analogy here because Israel today is not God's people per se any more than America is. Arabs aren't any more evil than well. Syria wanted to take Israel. Elijah could read the Syrian king's thoughts. God was telling him what the what the Syrian king was going to do. His and he was reporting this to the king of Israel. And so they just moved forward, and the Syrian king found out. He said, "Who is giving me away?" He was. He thought there was a spy in the camp, and finally, one of his men said, "It's not anybody here. It's that prophet down there in Israel." Said Elijah fellow. He said, "Get the army together. We're going after him." Now he got the whole army together to go after this one little fellow. Got his whole army together after this one fellow. One man, but he was a man of God. You can send the whole world to get him. <laughs> Look at this now, verses fourteen through eighteen. Send the horses and chariots and a great host. <laughs> horses and chariots. One man on the foot, wearing well, a little hat. And they came by night. Came by night, trying to sneak up on him. Compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, this is one of Elijah's servant boys, preacher boys. He, risen, he rose early and gone forth. Behold, a host. He looked up, and there was a host compassed the city, both the horses and chariots. And his servants ran back in the house and said to Elijah, Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, my master, we're dead. And Elijah said this, verse 16, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee. Elijah, see this fellow called on Elijah. Oh, Master, Elijah called on God. Elijah said, Master, open his eyes. Lord opened his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he looked, he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots, fire round about Elisha, hedging him about. <laughs> and to make the story short, the Lord smote that whole end of blindness, smote them all blindness, and Elijah went up to them. They didn't even know who he was. I don't know how it is, but Elijah himself went up to them and led them to Israel. Right into the presence of their captors. Well, back to the text. Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Only with thine eyes, verse 8. With thine eyes thou shalt behold and see the Lord. You know, he opened your eyes, you're going to see the mountain full of the time. And with your eyes, though, you're going to see what the Lord is doing all about us. You can see that, can't you, Brother Henry? You can see the hand of God in all this. This is not an isolated incident. This thing's been going on since time again. The Lord says in Isaiah... Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. How do you make the Lord your, your uh, refuge, your habitation? How do you, we make the Lord, we make you Lord? That's not what they say. But I tell you, what: if you run to Christ, if you come to Christ by faith, if you come to Christ, you make him your habitation. <laughs> your refuge. it's the Lord that brought you there. You didn't choose Him. He said, I chose you. But see what that's saying? But if you have come to Him by faith, well, He's become your habitation. Okay? That's where you're going to dwell. You dwell there until Abide is your habitation. Read on Verse 10. That, so, if you've come to Christ, your refuge, this is where you stay, the Most High. There shall no evil befall death. But whatever it is, of, whatever it sins, whether it be what do, with, it's not only evil. All things work together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing works together. Evil. Okay? there's No evil shall befall you. Whatever befall you, you is good. Mm-hmm. We just don't have the understanding to understand and see it good, but we're going to see it good. You remember Brother Scott's statement? Brother Scott, Richardson, who lost a small child in infancy, a daughter, his only daughter, who has been afflicted with cancer for many years now. And I could go on along with his trouble. He has more troubles now than ever. He said, you knew what God knows, if you knew. What God does. He said, you'd order your own life just exactly the way God ordered it, wouldn't change anything. There shall no evil fall. It's not evil. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. It didn't the Egyptians, or the Israelites in Egypt did. He shall give his age away at all. Don't worry about the afflictions of the Egyptians. He shall give his angels charge over the... By the way, those statistics we were talking about a ago, one person has died of anthrax. Let's <laughs> well, worry about anthrax. boy. <laughs> Read on. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, wherever the other day is. Do you realize close the close proximity that you have with there you're hurtling down the road in that big hump of steel? Every day, every moment, you would have three, thirty-six inches of pin on police. Car, 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 car. How many years have you been driving? Bang, how many years have you been driving? Lots. How many cars have you passed? How many? How many blinding rainstorms have you driven through? <laughs> Many. While my wife and daughter sleep in the back seat, just resting and relaxing. I think, oh, we're not going to make it. <laughs> I can't see a thing. We're fighting sleep, Huh? How many? How many? Keep thee in all thy ways. Read on. They shall marry thee up in their hands. Yes, our Lord said this. Graham that his wife didn't originate this. Our Lord said there concerning our little ones that their angels do behold hold up my head in the Father's face. There are more angels than their betters. keep thee in all thy ways. You remember what Job, what the devil said concerning Job? You remember that? He came to the Lord, and he said, the Lord mocked him. The Lord mocked you with devil. He said, where have you been? <laughs> he said, I've been walking to and fro, through the earth. Our Lord said that. The devil, like a roaring lion, seeketh whom he made a battle. One, to and fro, seeing who, well, he can't devour anybody except the Lord of permission." there in the book of Job, he had a report to the Lord. And the Lord mocked him. and said, where have you been? He said, I've been running to and crow, he said, And the Lord said, he thought about my servant Job. He sure had. Oh, he knew if he could get to him and he could bring down, maybe bring down God, his truth. And this is what he does, said to the Lord himself. He said, if he you hit him back, you can't get through it
1: in the back, I can't touch you. And the Lord said
0: this, all right? I'm going to let you have that, whatever. I'm going to let you have whatever so He's not going to touch you. He's not going to touch, touch you. Oh, you're going to give him some boils. I'm going to let you do this and do that. But you can't have mine not until I say so. I can. I may. I will. I will. And our Lord, if we read this we said. Go back and read the book of Job, first two chapters to be said. The Lord even said, well, You're going to move my hand against Job. He was to be said. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. You see that? All right. They'll wear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Now, thou shalt tread, verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. And <laughs> we know, we this is talking about the Lord Christ himself, who tread upon, set his foot on the head of Satan. But he said this, he shall do subdue and satan under your feet, and his devices and things like that. Uh, you won't by nature, an every day. Lying and literally. You pray snakes. Ladies, you pray snakes. Go ahead, okay, go. All right. I found one on a snack. The bird is praying snake. You ever go out in the woods? How old are you, now? A lot older. You've been going out in the woods hunting mushrooms and was Henry for years, Dan? How many times do you give us home? Huh? They say, you haven't seen any. <laughs> you reckon it is nice to see her? For all she you knows, she stepped right on them. Guaranteed. Henry told me about it. He went out in the woods and had his daughter with him. And, or around his house. So, Getting wood out of the wood, how was that what it? Kind of like Paul the Apostle, is you know? If he got bit, well, that snake, snake bit his dog. Snake bit Henry's dog. His dog was in that wood woodpile before Henry got to it. How many snakes do you reckon he walked by? Huh? Don't work about those snakes. You hear that? Literally, literally upon the line. We don't play with snakes. We don't bring boxes of snakes in here and tempt the Lord. A fool does that. Absolute fool. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. We don't do that. That's a shell <coughs> of religion. Paul didn't handle snakes. We do He says, uh, "The young lion and dragon shalt thou trample under feet." Satan, verse fourteen, because. He hath set his love upon me. This is our Lord speaking to his people, speaking to Christ and his people. We're in him. He hath set his love upon me. Have you? Just as we make the Lord our habitation, do we set our love on him? <clears throat> What's Colossians 3 2 say? Set your affection on things of Okay. That yes, you have. When well, he said, Will you take this man as your husband to have and to hold in huh? And sickness and health, and poverty and riches? That's what you say when you confess Christ. Do will you? Like he said to Peter, do You love thou me?" I do. <laughs> well then. You set your love on him because you've done that. Now we know we love him because he personally says, "Right." But well, don't say, "Friend, we know no. We don't even talk about our love for him. Now God's people don't run around talking about their love for him, but, but we have set our love upon him by his grace. Therefore, he says, "Will I deliver him? I will set him on high. He will exist. Christ is exalted. Well, we're... We're, never we're, we're seated with him. currently Because he has known my name. What's his name? The Lord. The Lord God. Lord God Almighty. Mighty to save. <laughs> They that know thy name, Psalm 9, verse 10, shall put their trust in him. Verse 15. He shall call upon me. Christ calls... And I will answer him. And our God answers Christ. Well, he said, Christ said, I'll answer you, know, the Father will answer you too. Didn't He? Whatever you ask the Father by name. Didn't he say that? Read on. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will. Don't you like these I wills? I will deliver him. Because he worketh all things. After the counsel of his will, I will deliver him and honor him. Those that exhibit the slightest degree of faith in him, they are honored by God. Faith honors him. With long life will I satisfy him. How long? How long? Well, maybe he said, No, we're talking about eternal life. Eternal life. Long life, eternal. And I'll show him my salvation. When his soul thing's over, he's going to know salvation. Well. He or she's going to know. They're going to fear him. going fear me, that's why. fear nothing. Not the pestilence, not the error, not the terror. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. His soul is be but I hope that was some help. But whatever it befalls calls whatever comes to pass, our Lord sends it to accomplish his purpose, and it's not evil. And if it kills us, he's just been yeah, abundant in verse 10, us again. Same with our loved When We grieve over our loved We're the ones who, they didn't suffer. When the Lord sent something, and took that they They're Now they're happily ever after. We miss them and we grieve over the lost. them, but it wasn't bad for them. The Lord was merciful to them. And it's, it's going to take us to do time. All right. But in His time, let's thank Our Father, we thank you for your word. It is indeed our shield our refuge, our fortress, our hiding place, our safety, the place we resort. May these words be planted in our hearts and minds so that we fear not. Lord, enable us not only to commit ourselves unto thee, but our children, everyone, everything. Cast, You said cast your cares. He said, be careful for nothing. Cast all your care upon him, but He careful for you. So, by your grace, by your mercy, by your spirit, enable us to, to rest and trust thee. And be near and dear to us when we need thee the most. In Christ's name, looked at these things and met together. Amen. Hear this again. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.